After you're finished listening to the Locked On Bucks podcast, make sure you check out Locked On Fantasy Football. Winning your league starts with the right data. Vinny Iyer of the Sporting News provides you the edge you need in your fantasy football leagues. Locked On Fantasy Football is a daily podcast all year round, so your fantasy team never fails. Subscribe to the Locked On Fantasy Football podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I am James Yarko. David Harrison has the night off, but you can check out everything that we are doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JYarko underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. I, however, am not flying solo. Somebody who is in the process of flying, though, was my guest on this episode. So we are going to kick it over to 10 Tampa Bay's Evan Klosky to talk about his journey to Tampa Bay. We're going to talk expansion draft, and we're going to talk about the Buccaneers' appearance at the White House. Here is Evan Klosky from WTSP 10 Tampa Bay. Joining me now, of course, is Evan Klosky of WTSP as we start our WTSP Wednesday episodes heading into training camp, heading in to the 2021 NFL season. Evan, how you doing, buddy? Man, I am doing well. Uh, what what a week this is going to be for Buccaneer fans. And, and it started off with a bang with the White House visit. And, and you know, tomorrow the rings come and and then finally, we can move on to, to next season. Uh, Thursday is the last day we're allowed, I think, by Bruce Arians. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll say his, his scripture here that we're allowed to look into the past. Yeah, yeah. That'll, the, the ring ceremony will be kind of the, the closing of that, of that chapter. And, of course, rookies report to, uh, to training camp today uh, as people are listening to this. And then the rest of it gets kicked off on Sunday, but we're not going to talk training camp on this episode. Like you and I had originally discussed because so much mm-hmm. has gone on, but for those of our listeners that are not familiar with you and what you do at WTSP, because obviously that's a local Tampa channel. Yep. Uh, why don't you give some people some background as to where you started and, and kind of your road to, uh, to 10 Tampa Bay. Yeah, it's uh it's been crazy. I've, I've been in this industry now uh, roughly 10 years, and it's, it's flown by. Um, you know, for me, I, I graduated Ohio State. Uh, you know, boo, hiss, boo. <laughs> not, not with you. I know, I know we're good over there. But, um, <laughs> you know, graduated, graduated Ohio State in uh, 2012, and I graduated on a Sunday, and on a Wednesday I was working in Fargo, North Dakota. And my, my claim to fame there was I spent two years in Fargo, North Dakota, and there was a backup by the name of Carson Wentz. Uh, and he wasn't even playing. A guy, a guy named Brock Jensen was had the nods over him because they won a couple of, uh, of uh, state champions, or they won a couple of national titles. And then from there, I moved to Spokane, Washington, where uh, it was Seahawks country. So Fargo was Vikings. Then I moved to Spokane, where it's Seahawks country, uh, and Gonzaga and covering Mike Leach at Washington State. And we'll need a whole podcast for me to discuss stories about Mike Leach and the things, the things I heard during press conferences 
he is a heck of a time. But I spent four years in the Pacific Northwest. Beautiful place. They're going to have a hockey team soon. Uh, <laughs> going to be a fun expansion draft today. And then, uh, then I moved down to San Antonio, Texas. So that was my first taste of covering a professional team. And no better coach to cover than Greg Popovich and, you know, thicken the skin up a little bit. Uh, so down there, the Dallas Cowboys were everything outside of Dallas and Fort Worth. The highest TV ratings in the state of Texas come uh, from San Antonio for the Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, I'm, I'm very knowledgeable on Tampa Bay's week one opponent as uh, in April, moved down to Tampa Bay to become the sports director there uh, at 10 Tampa Bay WTSP. And it has just been an unbelievable ride these first few months being attached to the Lightning Stanley Cup repeat run, the parade, and most recently heading to Washington, D.C. to cover the Buccaneers, uh, going to the White House, the first ever championship-winning team from the Tampa area to earn such an honor. Yeah, you couldn't have have picked your timing any better than, you know, unless you had started in January and got to follow, (laughs) you know, the, the playoff run there for the Bucks. But yeah, I mean that's that's some incredible stuff that, that you've been able to do, uh, and and we're obviously very happy to have you in Tampa and 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 have this relationship where you know we're going to be working far more often. Uh, coming up here in just a minute, Evan and I are going to talk a little expansion draft. So make sure you that's stay right to that. Yeah, it's uh, no, I I appreciate I appreciate the love and. It's amazing moving down here, and I'm just so excited. I mean, this city is just buzzing, you know. You feel it. You feel it when you come down here, just the winning. It's contagious, and Lightning just won the Stanley Cup, and, and it raises the bar. Like, you know that the Lightning winning back-to-back, that the Bucks are like, okay, now we got to do it too. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, a little bit of pressure there put on by uh, by John Cooper and the crew hmm. over there with the Lightning uh, to uh, to make Bruce go for two. Yeah, it's uh, it's a fun ride. We just got to get the Rays on board. Yeah, <laughs> well, they were close. They were close, uh, you know, last year. But man, what a bust saw the Dodgers were last season. Yeah, they were they were legit. And um, no, it, it's funny with uh, me coming down here. I, I said I jumped on the bandwagon because I, I grew up in New York. And you want to know the teams that I root for? Uh, they're all the losers. So I grew up, you know, a Mets, Jets, Islanders, and Knicks fans. Uh, and I have witnessed zero championships from any of those teams during my lifetime. Uh, that's why the only championship I've seen from a team that I grew up rooting for or have an affinity towards are the Ohio State Buckeyes where they won the national championship. That's all I got in the arsenal. So uh, Tampa Bay was able to match that in three months of my existence on this, on this earth. So <laughs> we're off to a hot start. Yeah, I, I did see the tweet that was going around the other day where it said a one-year-old baby born in Tampa has seen as many championship wins as a 50-year-old Mets, Jets, Knicks, Rangers fan. Yep, <laughs> I know. It's sad. It's sad. The The Rangers are a, bit, a little bit more pathetic when you think about it in the grand scheme of things because the Islanders had that that glorious four-year run in the 80s. And you know, hopefully that's where the Lightning are going, that they're the, the next dynasty. We'll be right back with that conversation in just a moment, but have to talk to you about our friends over at betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way 
To bet on all your sports action, baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all of the action at Bet Online. Get the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including the MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code LOCKED ON. Again, promo code LOCKED ON, all one word, L O C K E D O N, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Segment two here of the Locked On Bucks podcast, James Yarko and Evan Klosky talking Buccaneers. And we're going to have some fun here, Evan, because tonight for those Lightning fans that we were just talking about is the expansion draft. And and I say fun somewhat sarcastically because the Lightning are going to lose somebody real good in tonight's expansion. Yeah, I'm I'm holding out hope that Julian Breezebois works his magic, throws in a sweetener, Get Seattle to take the Spokane native Tyler Johnson mm-hmm. because if Yanni Gord gets plucked, Evan, I will still be crying when you and I are on the podcast next week. I know Yanni is the perfect hockey player and he's everything that you want uh, in a championship squad, a grinder. And you mentioned it, uh, Tyler Johnson, three years, five million, not a good contract to take, but you know, if Brees Bois wants to sink another first rounder or, or even give up a prospect, you know, like, is he willing to give up maybe a Ross Colton and say, Hey, you know, take, take the young stud who just had the game winning goal in game five of the Stanley Cup finals and, uh, you know, leave, leave us alone. So there, there are some options out there and, you know, who knows what they're going to do. There's a, there's a part of me that says, Hey, you know, just uh, take the one player, rip the bandaid off and let's keep all the assets we have because, we traded a ton of first round picks already, but I love the game that we're about to play. Yeah. So what, what we're going to do now is we are going to transition the NHL expansion draft into a hypothetical NFL expansion draft where Evan and I are going to list the 11 Buccaneers that we would protect, you know, leaving, leaving everybody else open. Now, we had discussed before we started recording that the NHL has a rule where if somebody has two years or less of pro experience, they are exempt, which of course would protect guys like Devin White, Sean Murphy, Bunting, Tristan Wirfs, Antoine Mm -hmm. Winfield, Jr., Tyler Johnson, Scotty Miller. But we're not doing that, Evan, because that's too easy. Yeah, (laughs) no, let's have some fun. So we are picking the 11 players that we think are the most important that we would have to protect at all costs, knowing that the majority of the players would get to come back because you know only one player is getting plucked off each team. We're going to stick with that mold. But I will defer to you first, Evan, uh, if you want to uh, to list off the players that you want to protect. And, and if you want to explain them all, feel free. If not, if you want to explain some of the more out there choices, that's fine too. But uh, let's let's hear the Evan Klosky protected list. Yeah, and, and there are not going to be too many out there. I think this is going to be fairly conventional uh, thinking. Having said that, I, there are a lot of arguments that can be made for guys who are left off my list, and I want it to be known 
that I hear you and that I, I might agree with you. I had a really tough time doing this game. Um, number one, Brady. Uh, just He's the GOAT. Um, uh, I'm keeping him till the wheels fall off. You know, this guy can go to 50. And uh, I, I don't care how old he is. And eventually it is going to stop for him. But he's my guy and he's staying. Uh, number two, uh, you know, I'll make number two and number three just to keep it with positions. Uh, Godwin and Evans. Uh, if I'm going to be keeping Brady, I want to make sure that he's well equipped with uh, a couple of really good receiving options. Obviously, the contract situation with Godwin is very confusing right now. He's only on a one-year deal, um, and they're going to try to figure out something next year. The salary cap is a monster issue for the Buccaneers, and figuring out how to finagle money for Godwin is going to be tough long-term. But luckily for the Buccaneers, Godwin genuinely wants to be in Tampa long-term. So uh, that's, that's a guy that, that I love, and, and Evans is a, a staple for this franchise, he's, you know, when it's all said and done, he's going to have every single record, uh, receiving record. So uh, I'm keeping him as well. Uh, Vita Vea is my dude out of Washington. Uh, just a stone cold killer uh, in the trenches. And man, if you have him, I feel like your rushing defense is automatically a top five unit. Uh, and, and sadly, we missed him a lot last year, but we saw his impact in the Super Bowl when he came back. And, uh, man, that, that guy is something else. Um, then, obviously, I got to keep David and White. Uh, just two pillars to that defense. Uh, I mean, I don't even know if I have to explain anymore. Just, just two of the best out there at their position, and they're on the same team. That's, you know, unheard of. And it's why this unit is so good. And, you know, Tom Brady – came and and made this offense function efficiently and effectively but uh people forget that something was brewing there on the defensive side of the ball and uh those two are are the head of the snake for sure uh tristan Wirfs, you know a guy where if we exempted the first two uh first two years we wouldn't have to mention him that is uh i, I can't believe this guy dropped to the Bucks, out of all the other picks that were made in the offensive line. And, uh, you know, that's that's no shade to a guy like Makai Becton because if the Bucks had Becton, I think we'd all be very happy as well. But uh, Wirfs, in one year, has made himself arguably a top five offensive lineman. And I don't know if you guys have seen the, the workouts that he's doing during the offseason, weighted vest, sitting, box jumps, like – my, my dude is 345 pounds, and he's, the athleticism is off the chart. I mean, Brady is, is going to have a good time with, with him protecting him. Uh, and then finally, uh, I should say, I, I should have mentioned this above with uh, David White, but Shaquille Barrett, you know, you just signed him, just a, an electric player on the defensive side of things. And, and into the secondary, uh, I, got, I got Davis, Winfield, and Whitehead. And I, I have to tell you that Whitehead was my last pick, and I was really torn between him and Murphy Bunting. Uh, Murphy Bunting, I think, has a higher ceiling. Um, Whitehead, uh, maybe a, a bit more consistency, of, of, at least from what I've seen, you know, of just being on the field. Um, but if you want to say Murphy Bunting, I, I'm not at all going to complain. I thought about Indomitian Sue, but 
in this exercise. I have to think about the future. I have to think about guys, you know, long term and you know, who we're gonna who we're gonna build with. And, you know, Sue maybe has you know, two to three more years left in him. I mean, he's, you know, a 12 year career already um, at a taxing position. I'm keeping via, uh, via, but if you want to, uh, if you want to make an argument saying uh, Vita Vea and, uh, and Dominican Sue are going to be your pillars on defense alongside with the linebackers, then I'm, I'm, uh, I'm listening to you as well. Um, finally, the other tough cuts that I had to make were some of the offensive linemen. Uh, and I think that, Ultimately, my decision was outside of worse. None of the offensive linemen are necessarily like top 32 OLs. That's not to say they're not good at all. I mean, they have such a stable unit there. And I think they're um, the sum of the parts, you know, make up a greater whole. And uh, I mean, last year we saw that unit really come together in the playoffs and uh, you know, Kappa getting injured, Marpin stepping in, whatever it might be. Um, just everybody functions so well together. But I didn't, I didn't feel like um, the ceilings were maybe as high as some of the other guys that I was taking. So that's why I only took Works as my only OL out there. Um, so those are those are my eleven, and uh, it was it was a tough exercise, but. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I wonder where, where you differed from me. Not very much. It, it was kind of <laughs> funny. As, as you were listing yours off, I was crossing mine off. Um, <laughs> my first three right off the bat were Brady Evans Godwin. So, like, mm -hmm. you know, even, even in the same order, we're sitting <laughs> putting these lists together. Of course, I had Devin White and Levante David. I had Vita Vea. I had Shaquille Barrett. I had Carlton Davis and Antoine Winfield Jr. I have Tristan Wirfs. The only one that you had that I didn't was Jordan Whitehead. And that's because I was protecting Ali Marpet. And I feel okay. that, yeah, that, that Ali Marpet's ability, not only is he one of the best guards in the NFL who's criminally overlooked and underrated, but his versatility to play any of the three spots along the interior of the offensive line, I think is, is huge. We, we saw him move around a little bit, uh, you know, through the course of his career. And, and we saw some injuries to that offensive line last year where guys were, were shifting and moving around. And I feel that Ali Marpet is undoubtedly one of the top 10 guards in the NFL. He just doesn't get the recognition that hmm. so rightly deserves. I will say, um, you know, some of the ones that I had in consideration, had we done the guys that were, um, you know, omitted from being, you know, two years or less in the NFL. So, you know, like I had said at the, at the top, we're talking Mike Edwards, Jamel Dean, Murphy Bunting, Devin White, Winfield Jr., Tristan Wirfs. Um, I was going to protect Ryan Jensen and Donovan Smith. Because it's so important, in my opinion, to keep as much cohesion along the offensive line as possible. I think we saw Donovan Smith take leaps and bounds last year in terms of his play. But being able to keep all those guys together for another year where they know each other, they trust each other, and, and they play so well off of one another, I felt if you have to protect 
players on this roster, I want to keep that unit specifically as intact as humanly possible. And, and I understand what you're saying. Could they find a, a better left tackle than Donovan Smith? Yeah, possibly for the price. Maybe not. You know, could they find a better center than Ryan Jensen? Yeah, maybe possibly, but Brady loves Jensen. And that's the kind of guy that you want on your team. You want, you know, making sure that if anybody breathes on Brady too hard, he's going to have to deal with that angry man in the middle. And one other guy that I had on my list that's kind of out of left field was Ryan Suckup. The Buccaneers huh. had such abysmal kicking for the last yeah. 15 years. I, I don't want to poke that bear. Give me the guy that I can rely on with three seconds left that needs to make a 42-yarder to win a game because I, I've seen enough of the the Roberto Aguayos and the Matt Gays and, and all of the problems that they've had at that position. So that was more of a uh, I'm, I'm very happy with what they have and I don't want to risk having to deal with that open market again. Yeah, and you know what? We can also do this because in the NHL, you get to protect a goalie, which is different than like your skaters. So maybe you get one special teams guy and suck up to your guy. Oh, there and we go. Count, I love that. And it doesn't count against your 11. I love that. So, All right. Yeah. So, so and I, I'm, a, I'm all on board for that as well. And it's funny. Um, and, and remember doing this exercise that the expansion team would only be able to take one player from the box. So, you know, if you're not, like, I don't want people out there thinking like, oh, you know, you didn't protect so many offensive linemen and defensive linemen. Like, how are they going to be good, you know, without those guys? Well, only one would go. But having said that, it is a huge contradiction uh, from what I believe, like, in building a franchise, because I believe in building through the trenches and working out. So as I was putting this list together, like, I, I didn't like myself putting only, <laughs> like, literally Vita Vea and, and Tristan Wirfs as my my big and uglies down there, but um, it just is sort of the way that it kind of fell into place. And, you know, if I had to take an L and lose somebody, um, you know, I, I do think they're a bit more replaceable than some other spots, but it's really um, picking hairs because it, 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 like I, like your argument, I get it. I'm on board with it. And, uh, you know, there's so many good pieces on this team. It's like, you know, we're, we're not really talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars here. So <laughs> there's like, I mean, there's a lot of names on here that you want to protect. You know, it's the same thing with the Lightning. It's just you got to make tough cuts. Exactly. Exactly. And the last thing that I'll mention, Evan, before we move on is um, neither one of us protected any of the tight ends. Gronk, OJ, mm-hmm. great, all exposed in this hypothetical situation. Yeah. Uh, would one of them get plucked? Possibly, but there are some great players that we did not protect. You, you know, you had the number five rusher in the NFL and Ronald Jones sitting out there. You have a burner like Scotty Miller. Can you imagine if the you know if the Kansas City Chiefs got their hands on Scotty Miller and you got Bill mm. on one side and Scotty on the other, and they literally were finally having that foot race on go routes? So, <laughs> yeah, interesting to see that we really valued you know, the majority of the same guys because of what they can bring to this Buccaneers team and, and just had the the one difference. I, I went up in the trenches. You went with uh, a, a guy who really exploded last year in Jordan Whitehead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, 
it's a fun exercise. I'm, I'm very interested if anybody out there has any differences between us uh, outside of like our 10, our 10 core guys. If, if they want to make an argument as to some, someone else that, that they love, uh, you know, please let us know. I, I, I'm genuinely interested. We're going to wrap things up here in just a moment. But first, we would like to urge you to celebrate your freedom of choice. And of course, I'm talking about Built Bar. And if you don't know the Built Bar flavors, you are missing out. There's coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. I love the cookies and cream bar. But if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box and you are going to get two of each of the flavors I named so you can pick your own favorite. Not only are Built Bars the best tasting protein bar, they're also healthy. All of the bars, 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180 per bar, four to five grams of sugar, four to five grams of net carbs. Order today and get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like by going to built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to receive 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off at built.com. Wrapping things up here on a WTSP Wednesday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast, James Yarko and Evan Klosky. You can find us on Twitter at jarko underscore bucks at ekloski WTSP. And Evan, we can't go through this episode and not talk about the experience that you had today in hmm. Washington, D.C. And, uh, and covering the Buccaneers going to the White House. I was able to, to sneak off into a corner while I was at work and watch the presentation with President Biden and the team watched him speak and and give Chris Godwin a shout out. And then, of course, uh, you know, you had you had Glazier, you had Bruce, you had Tom all all taking their opportunities to speak. Um, give us some insight. What was what was that process like? What was that day like uh, from all the social media posts from the players, from the team, from the, the White House? It looked like an absolutely incredible day. Yeah. Um... And, and let me say this, you know, full transparency. I, I talked at the top of this podcast about just a, a kid you know, out of Ohio State going up to Fargo trying to trying to do this thing. And so many people in this industry try for it and it takes a lot of um, you know, mental strength and, you know, a lot of patience and persistence. And to kind of have that experience of covering a team in the White House, I mean, you kind of look back and you're like, holy smokes. Uh, but on the flip side, uh, again, full transparency, that day started, uh, left the apartment in Tampa at 2.30 in the morning. We had a 5 o'clock flight. 5 o'clock flight had to, had to transfer at Charlotte uh, to land in D.C. at 9.15. Now, you might say, like, oh, man, the station didn't pay for a direct flight. Well, the, the earliest direct flight to D.C. was at 11.50, and the event starts at 11.15. So that was the only thing we had in us. And, yeah, we could have flown out the night before, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, and we get there. Uh, I, run, I run to an Uber. I have to get a COVID test. From the COVID test, have to find 
how to get onto the grounds there at the White House and go through security, which is 30 minutes. So we get onto the ground and the players are taking their tour of the White House. We're, we're seeing some of it uh, on Instagram. And so the, the actual ceremony didn't start until roughly uh, maybe 11.30, 11.45, I forget exactly. But it started later because the guys were all bouncing around uh, getting their tour of the White House. Uh, something that stuck out to me was uh, how the Bucks uh, Social Justice Committee, uh, Ali Marpet was one of the guys who at least we talked with uh, after the ceremony was over, discussed how a group of them was able to talk with Vice President Kamala Harris about voting rights and to, to have their voice and for Ali Marpet to say, you know, provides legitimacy to everything that they're doing in Tampa and taking action. And, um, you know, you see these guys as football players and, and they're on the field and, you know, we think of them as very one-dimensional characters. And you have moments like this where they're doing things for the greater good and they're trying to use their platform for, uh, you know, the betterment of society. And, and that was cool. That was a cool part of today. Um, you know, left, right, whatever. You know, these are people that want to help others in um in our country, uh, you know, just to make it a better place. So I think that's what all, you know, all of us want. Uh, but then we get ushered into the South Lawn and, you know, the pomp and circumstance, it's like 90 something degrees. Poor Byron Leftwich is right in front of me because the staff, which Bruce Arians wasn't happy about, that's the only thing he didn't like about the day, was the staff was uh, in chairs in front of everybody as the team filtered out of the White House and into their positions. Um, the staff was watching from the stand, we'll say the stand, but from the seats. And Byron Leftwich, who's, you know, got family in the area. I mean, he's used to the DCE, but he is sweating bullets in his suit. So uh, that was some, I felt for him because I was doing the same in my suit, but I, it wasn't as gnarly. Um, and then, yeah, just, I mean, having the president come out and, Sort of the, again, just like the pomp and circumstance of it all, of just being like fifty yards away from the from the guy, and um, you know Brady just crushing it for two minutes at the podium with with a couple of jokes. You know, Biden tried to nail a couple of jokes. I don't think they landed. Brady comes up and just swings for the fences and just you know does does what Tampa Tom does best. Uh, Tampa Tom does best, and that's uh, you know whatever he's doing, he's going to to. Uh, make you laugh, smile. Uh, he's just, he's just crushing it. It's just a different, different set of Brady we haven't seen, you know, ever before. And it's such a, a more relaxed being. And the first time since 2005 that Brady has been to the white house, he declined the last three uh, invitations to the white house. So we all thought he wasn't going to show up. And then as the night before started happening, it started, we started hearing more and more that uh, Brady's probably coming. Um, 41 players in attendance at the White House. Remember, uh, 53 plus practice squad members were allowed to attend if they wanted to. So it's a pretty a pretty good number. Uh, 12 and some change didn't show up. Of the 12 and some change, Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski, and Levante David were the notable uh, absent uh, absent members. So you know, I know Gronk was with his family doing some sort of shoot uh, i don't know if it's for his youtube channel or something like that but he was doing that yesterday and you know who knows with these guys you know sometimes they just 
you know, for a guy like Gronk, he's been there, done that. Maybe he just didn't want to go. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure we'll find out um, what was going on or if they had conflicts. This was all kind of happening very fast in the planning, uh, the planning stages as I think I first caught wind of it Friday. That's when we had to start hustling to get flights. So, um, yeah, beyond that, everybody that we talked to, uh, most specifically Bruce Arians, uh, Chris Godwin, and Dominic and Sue, Ali Marpet, uh, just talked about how special that moment was. And Chris Godwin talking about this was something that he watched as a kid and growing up and, you know, seeing these events and being able to to be there just it uh it's it's a special special thing that only you know a select handful of people get to enjoy um so that's a cool part and uh you know this didn't really start until the reagan administration like we forget that like championship winning teams um you know this is fairly new for them you know, for like in the grand scheme of our American history, inviting teams to come to the White House is still fairly new. So, um, yeah, it was just an amazing experience, a great day. Everyone got home safely. Um, and uh, now the team gets to turn their attention to their rings on Thursday. And the funny part is I asked Bruce Arians, like, hey, how's this week been? You know, it's a lot of looking back. I know you don't like doing that. And he told me, like I cannot wait for Thursday to be over. He says I am so over last season. I've been on to next season forever now. And once Thursday is done, there's no more excuses. We are full steam ahead, worried about repeating as champions. So that's the mindset. And Donovan and Sue kind of reiterated that that hey, this was an amazing experience. He waited 12 years to to have it, and he plans to be back next summer. So. You know, we got we got some of that stuff in there. And, um, yeah, I mean, Tom Brady made national headlines with his jokes. That was the big – really the, <laughs> the end-all takeaway. There was, some, there was some political stuff. Not that much of it, but there was some. And it was a, it was a day that none of these guys – and I, I know myself, I'll never forget. Yeah, well, and, and you bring up that the Tom had declined the last couple of invitations and, and some of the guys missed, but you almost wonder, especially in, in Tom's case, because like you said, you know, it didn't seem like he was going to be there. And then as you guys were getting deeper in, into the night uh, on, on Monday, it started sounding like he was going to skip his wife's birthday to go to go to the white house. You almost wonder if some of these guys started to take that opportunity. For because we've seen it so long. And, you know, then with, with everything being shut down in 2020 and teams not being able to do this, if guys were like, you know what, this is really kind of special. This is really important. And I'm not going to miss out on, on the opportunity. Yeah. And, and you, you start wondering if, you know, Brady, I think, finds like important for him to show up sometime to, uh, you know, to kind of be a leader on this team and, and to show his support and, you know, Yep. Um, to, to make sure that you know he is setting the tone. You know, I think with New England, he didn't necessarily have to do it because it was such a there's so many powerful beings in that locker room. 
but for him, he's such a tone setter for this group. So it's, uh, you know, it was cool. It was cool to see him there. Honestly, it was. Absolutely. All right. Well, Evan, I'm going to let you go. I know you're still trying to, to make your way through the airport and, and get <laughs> home, but I, I appreciate you jumping on with me and I'm looking forward to having you on every Wednesday through, uh, you know, through training camp, through preseason, through the regular season, hopefully all the way up to another Lombardi trophy. Once again, that was Evan Klosky of 10 Tampa Bay WTSP. You can find him on Twitter at E Klosky WTSP. Of course, you can check out everything I'm doing over at BucksNation.com. Follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. If you want to weigh in on the protected list for this hypothetical expansion draft, or you want to weigh in on anything, Buccaneers, hit us up at 813-444-5841 or send us an email to LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to each other. And we thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.